When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny. It's a Thursday night and we're recording a view from the Ninian. That can mean only one thing. It's the South Wales Derby on Saturday and we're all excited. Joining me as always after the international break, Ben Price and Tom Phillips. Ben Price, how was your holiday? It was lovely. I'm knackered today. Getting into Bristol Airport at three in the morning is not the one. And then the M4 being closed on the bridge. Not a fan. Yeah, classic. Burn the bridge down, I reckon. Uh, Tom, you were also away. How was your trip? Fantastic, thank you. One of the all-time great Wales aways. So I'm feeling both refreshed and absolutely gone at the same time. So this could be an interesting pod. Well, it's always an interesting pod when it's the head of the South Wales derby. Um, I just went to Cheltenham at the weekend, so um, not as exotic as you guys, but um, I had a nice time as well. Right, before we get into talking about the Swansea derby, let's talk about the international roundup, Tom. Let's start with that Wales game. Um Obviously, it came with the good and the bad. Aaron Ramsey scored a lovely penalty, uh, very calm, very measured, let the keeper the wrong way, but he also went off injured. Um, Errol says he's fit, he should play on Saturday, so less worrying about that. So it should be all good. But how was the Wales game? How was Ramsey's performance in particular? I thought he was solid first half. I, I, I thought he played really, really well. Um, you can see that he's kind of finding his feet now after a bit of regular football. Um the penalty, he's just so calm in that situation. Like, um, you have no doubt with him stepping up to take it. Like, the way he looks one direction, puts it the other. Like, there's no other player who could probably do that in the Wales or the Cardiff squad, really. Obviously, we had that worry then with him going off. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Jacks meltdown, mm-hmm. as if it was some sort of calculated <laughs> ploy from Rob Page because of that one season he had with us or whatever it was. like Dreadful it, it, season he had with us. He was absolutely dire. Um, like, it, it's so funny to watch people lose their minds in the lead-up to a, a South Wales derby, especially before the international break hasn't even finished. Um, you know, I'm all there for it. And, yeah, <laughs> it's been a lovely little warm-up, you know, having a Ramsey performance, him immediately getting in their heads and then absolutely going into meltdown on Twitter so yeah it's built by excitement nicely post post Riga um, I didn't realise he only played nine games for us Robert Page um, when he was here for that one season he was with us um, they were memorable all for the wrong reason weren't they 
<laughs> I remember his debut and thinking, fucking hell, if he's our main defensive signing this season, we're screwed. Uh, but it did give us the chance to play James Collins ahead of him and bring that it through. So I was quite happy about that. Um, yeah, I agree, Tom. The uh, Jack's meltdown was quite funny. Um, as yeah, as if there's some conspiracy to bring him off at half time, um, just so he can just so he can be ready for Saturday. I think someone said they wanted him to break his leg. So that's not in the spirit of football. Um, ben, let's talk about Ruben Colwell. Um, him and his brother Joel, alongside Elan Kinky and Ashford, were involved um, in the Wales Under Twenty One squad. Uh, Ruben Colwell um, saw some of the highlights. He put in a, a good couple of goals for for the Under Twenty Ones. First time he's he's probably started a couple of games this season. He's been in and out of the Cardiff team. How important was it for him to get that game time and, and get those goals for his confidence? Well, it's massive, isn't it? Um, I think he's pretty much every start this season he's scored, isn't he? Club and country. Um, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. I, to be honest, I was amazed he stayed with the under-21s because I think he came out just before the South Korea game that he was training with the senior side. And yeah, I think he could have done a job with the seniors, to be honest, if we Ramsey wasn't playing. There was options there, but probably yeah for him, him getting solid runner games in the under twenty ones is the right thing. But it was good to see. He absolutely, just looked a cut above everyone there. He was just all over the shot. Like people couldn't say enough good things about him in the press box when I was reading. It's um really encouraging. So yeah, it's just more for him to build on. Hopefully, this is finally the year he gets the breakthrough, isn't it? Feels like it. I think it's important. I think, like we, you know, as you said, there he's he's built confidence in scoring in the games he's playing in. But that kind of performance is where he's head and shoulders above everybody else should give him the confidence to bring back to the to the Cardiff squad and have him knocking on the door. And I think, as much as we don't want to tempt fate with Ramsey, if Ramsey does miss a few games through injury over the coming weeks, then Colwell's the right person, I think, to to slot in there and potentially play that 10 role when we need him. Um, the other players who went away, uh, Siopis, uh, he played one game for Greece. Uh, I think they lost the Netherlands. He didn't play in their win. Good to see him get a rest. And, and Tom, the other two, Abu Adams and Jamalou Collins, both um, important performances for their countries as they both qualified for the African Cup of Nations. I can't remember Cardiff having a player who went off for the African Cup of Nations in recent history. Can you? I don't know, because I don't think the likes of Manga went, did they? I don't think they qualified. So no, no. Mango, no. It's, it's 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 a new frontier for us. Yeah, Bamba? and it's one I didn't read. Bamba. Who sorry? Bamba, Bamba go for Ivory Coast. Have, he might have. That he might be the one. It, it's just another thing I didn't really think about. Like going into why the January transfer window might be so important for us. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, with that lining up, you know, with them the possibility of them two going away. You know, to be honest, like as an international football fan, I love it anyway. I don't mind our players missing a few games to go away with their country. You can see how it can, you know, change the scenery, especially when things are going benefits wrong. Them. Yeah, it benefits them. You know, it's a different style of play. You know, you're going to be buoyant after going away to a major tournament with your country. I think we're a bit dismissive in this country of Afghan at times. You know, we, we watch the Euros, we watch the World Cup, but we don't really take much else in. So I, I think it's a good thing. And, you know, Qualifying like that, they should be coming back with a spring in the step now. Coming coming back into a South Wales derby is a perfect build-up, really. Uh, perfect segue there, Tom. Into the South Wales derby. Um, everybody knows, just remind you, Saturday night, 7.45, the maddest kickoff time for a South Wales derby, I think, in recent history at the CCS. Um, ben... We've had the international break. It's 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 kind of a funny time because you know not really any momentum has been built up over the international break. We've had a couple of weeks off, but we're going straight back into it with you know probably the biggest game of the season so far. I say probably just because someone will shout at me and say, "Oh, I think it was actually the first day of the season." Um, 
with everything that's gone on, with Bullock coming in as a new manager, with the new players coming in, you know, both sides have both got new managers. How big could this game be for the next run of games in our season, you know, in terms of setting the tempo and setting the tone? I think it's, what did I say before? It's a swinging doors moment. No, <laughs> swinging doors tra- moment. Tra- yeah, swinging doors moment. Revolving doors way, moment. Revolving doors, whatever it is. All kinds of doors. I think for us, a win really sort of sets us on that next level, I think, and really gets our season going. And I think a loss for them puts them in absolute meltdown. Um, it's a really, it could be like a really, really pivotal like game for both both teams. Um, Duff does not seem to be popular with the Jacks. Buller is God at the moment in my eyes. I don't know why, but I love the bloke. I've put into everything he's got. So like the feel good's there for everything. So yeah, for this, it's it really has the potential to be a massive, massive, massive massive game for us and it might How be massive. massive is that it's massive, massive? Ma- massive, massive games. um let's talk about our side first tom um you know a couple of days out i've seen a few people um commenting that we perhaps haven't gone too big on social just yet let me find the tweet diff mj says could maybe blame the international break that appears to be another dub uh it appears after another double we've returned to a blackout content of pre south wales derby this time last year there was an unreal build-up to the first one does it really matter in the grand scheme of things, Tom, you know, we we saw Swansea last year getting Dave's coaches to do a voiceover for them and make all these nice videos. But if you lose the game, don't you just look stupid? Yeah, and you can tell there's a little bit of trepidation around that, right? Like nothing has gone right for us in yeah. the last few years. And, you know, oh, it's great to see a goal from 2010 every now and again, but we don't really <laughs> need it. Like, no. <laughs> do I can watch it on YouTube if I want. Yeah, we haven't seen this win in p- person you know, with like fans being there for like over a decade. So we are yeah. really scrambling for some highlights. So just leave it. It's fine, right? They're, the Jacks are having a little meltdown at the moment. Our coach is saying the right things in the press conferences. So promote that. You know, you can see that in the retaliation today, Duff is trying to kind of scramble the feeling back and kind of saying, oh, you know, we clearly know how much it means to us and all that. It's fine. Just, just let it all organically breed itself before this game. And if we win this game, we've then got this new era and we can move on from what has been a torrid couple of seasons in the South Wales derby. You know, I think the club have done a hell of a lot right this year. Yeah. And I think stick with that. It's tried and tested what we've done this season. And to be fair, one of the Cardiff City media blokes was next to me in Riga. So that might be reason why they were quite quiet and putting (laughs) videos up because he's been having 50 shots for a 25-euro in Sound Factory. So, you know, you've got to give him a bit of a break as well when his international's on. Um, we've already touched upon, we'll come to Michael Dust's comments in a sec, Ben, but um, Swansea, I was looking at their results, just, you know, doing my research. They they really haven't started this season well. Um, they're below us in the table, um, mind the gap, if you will. I don't think they've won a game this season. Last time out, they lost to Bristol City, which was going to hurt anyway. Obviously, that all said, it could well be that they are a wounded beast this time around, aren't they? We know how much they value these derbies. We know how much emphasis the fans put on these derbies. For them, this could also be a turning point in their season, couldn't it? Yeah, they've had more time on the training ground to work. It's the same as we sort of said the last few international breaks when things don't go well for us. Like the international breaks, a chance to put things right, get on the training ground and work on these ideas. I think for them, Duff is a massive change to what they were up to with Martin Ball. So it's gonna it's gonna take time for him. Hopefully, this isn't where it clicks. But yeah, it's it's 
it's as good as an arrest is for us, it's sort of input, it could be massively important for them as well. Um, Tom's looking at their lineup from last time out. Um, you know, there's there's the usual names there that we all recognize. You've got Grimes, you've got people like Cabango, Carl Norton. There's a few new names in there to these games as well. You've got people like Jerry Yates, who they signed from Blackpool in the summer. Um, it's a similar story for us, isn't it? There's players on both sides who know the derby. We've got Ramsey, they've got Grimes, we've got people like McGuinness, they've got people like Norton who both played in derbies. But there's also a whole bunch of new players who can be experienced in this for the first time. Um, does that on which side do you think they'll be preparing better for it? We've got Ramsey, who's a Cardiff boy, born and bred. We've got people like Grimes, who've experienced a double-double, all that kind of stuff. There's there's a lot to be said that both sides will be able to G each other up, isn't there? Yeah, 100%. I think like from the Swansea side of it, having someone like Jamal Lowe coming back, who scored two against us in the yeah, past, you know, you're, you're adding that kind of narrative into a group that kind of already gets it. So from their side of, side of it, you know, it's easy to get them hyped. I think from our point of view, like you, like you touched on it, you've got the likes of Riles and Ramsey, but you've also got someone like Bullet, who's been a fan of Bache. He's not someone who doesn't get a derby. Like we can, you know, we can sing and dance about the South Wales derby as much as we want. It doesn't live up to that. So yeah. we don't need we don't need to explain to him, you know, about getting up for a game like this. I think he's been saying the right things about you know, he gets the derby, spoken to plenty of Cardiff fans in the pub and stuff like that. Um, he did say, you know, I don't need to tell the players. I wouldn't mind him reminding a few of them that they mean something, especially the ones who've been there for a couple of seasons. But to be honest, I think we can hyper-analyse this. I, I think there'll be people who are well up for this on both sides. There'll be a few players who don't give a shit about derby games. They'll just go yeah. out there and play football. And to be honest with you, we could probably, probably do with a couple of those. We don't need a Callum Robinson throw in a tantrum and a ball in someone's face after seven minutes. You want to balance with someone like Siopis who looked like he could wind someone up, uh, you know, just to Ramsey, who's... To be fair, Ramsey's been on the positive side of a derby win as well. Yeah. I know it was a long time ago, but we've been crying out for that. We haven't had one for a while. So I think in terms of the people who get derby stakes, I think it's fairly even on both sides at the moment. Uh, ben, let's talk about someone who doesn't get the derby stakes. Uh, that's Michael Duff. Um... <laughs> You know, we can, we can, it, I, we, we had this on our side, didn't we, under Dave Jones, where Dave Jones basically said it's just another three points. And I, I feel a bit sorry for Michael Duff in the sense that I understand where he's coming from with what he said. He said he would rather get promoted and lose these two games, or essentially that's what he said. He wasn't, you know, it's just another three points. He would rather focus on promotion and get these two games. That said, he's a fucking idiot for saying it, isn't he? Yeah, I really enjoy Bullet. Like, it feels really childish. Bullet's comment tonight, today as well, of going, "Well, I'd rather get promotion and win both games." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> needlessly, <laughs> needlessly petty, really sort of up in it and really sticking the knife in a little bit more. And I'm all for it because it's exactly what I wanted to hear. But yeah, it's such a weird thing. They've like their whole build-up to this. Even their fans' build-up's been really weird, though, isn't it? It's be it's felt different this year for them. They seem really rattled, and the manager's comments have added to that massively. Um, they've like the thing we sort of argue for a while is Mar Russell Martin got the derby. Oh, Ryan's he got it. Got the derby, and a lot of players got it. We're sort of we didn't have that on our side. McCarthy couldn't be asked. Mm. Um, Morrison was too busy looking at himself in the mirror, pretending he spoke to Vincent Tan in London. Um, all sorts of bits like that. So it's all been a bit weird. So yeah, Duff making just those little bits worse for himself with those comments is really strange. And 
out of context, like if I think if things are going well in this sort of top half, he makes those comments, their fans probably go, Well, yeah, he's got a point. It's yeah. not it's not the be all and end all. They but, haven't won a game yet this season. No, when when you're struggling to win over the fans and the fans aren't quite buying into you, you've got to, even if you don't truly really believe it, you've got to give the fans a bit of lip service. I think though, it's another it's a case of him trying to step away from the Martin era. Like he was so involved in going over and you know waving his hands in the air and giving it all that. I think he probably wants to move away from like just following on from that and trying to do his own thing. And like like you said, I think if they were second in the league and, and we were nineteenth, and you say ah oh, doesn't you know it doesn't really matter. It's almost like that would play into their fan base our little old card if like they, they don't exactly. live up to us. Yeah, but we're not in that place at the moment. And it's been really interesting on Twitter to see our fans going, oh, it's inevitable we're going to lose. And their fans going, oh, it's inevitable we're going to lose. And it's the most negative I've seen on both Our side is optimistic. And then we temp- we kind of like temper it again and go... That's it, isn't it? We don't want to get excited. ahead of ourselves. We don't want to get yeah. ahead of ourselves. Well, they'd be getting ahead of themselves and you can see why for a couple of seasons. So it's been a really interesting vibe over the last, like, well, three weeks probably in the run-up to this game. Obviously, today with the press conferences, um, Duff has has was given the opportunity to to defend himself. He said, "Of course, we want to win both games to get promoted." Absolutely. Then he said, "The one thing I would say is that I think you caught me on the hop in terms of a really dis- disappointed performance after the Bristol City game. That was as poor as we've been all season. So I was really disappointed with that. Was I focusing on the game in two weeks' time? No." And he says, then he follows it up with, I don't need to be told about the significance of this game. I'm fully aware of that. Like I said, the comments were perhaps taken a little bit out of context in terms of me being emotional after a really disappointing game. It kind of feels like then he's already having to defend himself because, as we've said, we know how seriously the Swansea... We take this game seriously. The Swansea fans take it a little bit more seriously. And that's because they've won the last four. So it becomes such a big thing for them. He's already having to defend himself against potentially being told he didn't take this game seriously, isn't he? Yeah, he's in a bit of a shit situation, isn't he, really, because you're coming into the pressure's massively on him for this. The fans don't like him as it is, and they've done the double double for the first time in the history of this derby. Like, mm-hmm. it's a game he has to win to sort of even just save any face for the fans. Um, and you can sort of hear in those comments that he knows the pressure's on there, doesn't he? He's properly, yeah. his arse is twitching. Uh, he's he's literally looking at going, oh, I wish I was still in Barnsley. And having been to Swansea, I can understand why he wish he was still in Barnsley. But yeah, he's he's spooked, isn't he? He's proper. He is. I think, Tom, is this a manager who, who look, is it too early to say that if, if he loses this game, the pressure really ratchets, ratchets, it, ratchets up on him, doesn't it? I, I think the manner of it will matter. I think yeah. if we batter them, he is under serious pressure because we haven't done that. What have you ever done it? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> wait for, like wait from, maybe a quiz wait. question about what the hot score is, Abby is, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> but like in our lifetime, right, we, it hasn't happened. Like one of the reasons we don't take it seriously is like even when we won the game, we were wearing a red kit. So like we haven't got fond memories of this fixture at all. Like where they have, like they based their whole kind of fan base bases their whole thing around this derby game so if they lose that good feeling around this derby they haven't got a huge amount to hold on to this season you know that that double double will be get forgotten pretty quickly if we beat them yeah. by three goals and then we're building up and they're really you know they're looking, they're they're looking the barrel the all of a sudden aren't they 
100%, you know, and they haven't just lost games. They've lost the style of play that they love to brag about as well. So, like, there's a lot on the line for Mew because if they've changed their style of play completely and it's still and it's not winning football, what they've got nothing to hold on to anymore. You've got the derby's gone, your style of football's gone, and your manager can be out the door within weeks as well. And I, for one, would love it if that happens. So, you know, I, 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 this is the only reason why I'm excited for this, right? It could backfire on us, but if it goes our way, it could really, really go our way. Well, is this you, the Keegan-esque look- speech I would from love Tom it. there? I would love it. <laughs> I think I really carried away. <laughs> yeah, well, no, when, when we lose, someone's going to clip that up. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> what, what, what could be really interesting, and, and this is something that just occurred to me now, is obviously we've changed our style of play as well. So we're passing it more. We're playing more with the ball. Just imagine if we win the game and outpass them. That's two, that's their main identity ruined in two two different ways. Um, ben, let's talk about Errol Bullet. Um, he obviously gave his press conference today, and it's quite funny because I'm looking at his comments now, reading back over them. Michael Duff says everybody knows what this derby means to to, to the club. Everyone knows. You don't need to explain it to me. And Errol Bullet says basically the same thing. As a player and a manager, when you sign for a club and play for derbies, you don't need to get it explained from someone else just how important the derby is. For Michael Duff, you're going, he's on the defensive. For Errol Bullet, you're going, well, he just gets it, doesn't he? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's very, they're very similar. It's not like it's totally different, like... No, they're very similar comments. Really, really similar comments, but it's the manner, the way they're spoken. It's really strange, sort of, how different they're being taken in, because... I came away from that press conference going, oh, I like that. I like a lot of what he said there. Everything sort of, it's measured, it's passionate. He gets it, but he's not overstating it and sort of putting the pressure on at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? The Duff's pretty much said the same thing and they're going, they're in proper meltdown. Like they're hitting the red button, they're cracking the glass in case of emergency. Yeah. Um, Tom, you know, Errol's talking about, of course, how he knows he was in the pub. There was lots of good shirt, blue shirts around me. Talking about the international winner, talking about injuries, talking about how to manage the aggression. He's saying all the right things, isn't he? As Ben said there, he's. It, it, we've come away from that press conference thinking, okay, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, definitely. And I think like that managing the aggression side of it is the one that worries me a little. Because as a fan base, we want them to get stuck into them. But at the same time, I'm petrified of someone doing something stupid in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So he's saying the right things. I just really hope it comes across to the players because, you know, that game, like we mentioned earlier about the Robinson incident, you could sense it happening before it started. He was getting riled up in front of the fans, trying to G himself up. And that can go one of two ways. I'm hoping that it's them who do it this time round because they are so pumped up for these games and they've channeled it in the right way in the last few. But that's because they've scored goals early and we've been flat in the crowd because we've been scared about it. But it feels like the opportunity there is for the role reversal. And hopefully Errol's kind of got that right. He's not just in the right things in the presser. Hopefully he's showing them the right kind of clips behind closed doors. But hopefully nobody's going to kick someone in the head in the first five minutes. Yeah, well, we can hope for that. Um, ben, he also mentioned about the, the, we've already touched upon it, the Turkish derby. Um, one or two days before the game, they will say not bad things, but game day's different. Everyone sees you like an enemy. I think he's got the right approach to this, hasn't he? Obviously, we're at home, but he, he understands really how how he's going to be seen by the Swansea fans. And I think he's he's he seems like the right man to have in the dugout, doesn't he? Yeah, and also, when you face those derbies out in Turkey, some bloke going, Oi, mush, you're a wanker isn't really going to do a lot to you, is it? No. He's just going to brush that off completely. So, yeah, he's... I don't know. I feel like he's the perfect bloke for this. It feels like... 
I don't want to say it. I'm, yeah, I don't want to say it, but he's just there, isn't it? He's I've got a question for you, Ben. Right. I've got a question for you, Ben. Are you in love with Errol Bullock? Big time. <laughs> he's you're, class. A bit, you're a little bit shy, Ben. You got like, you can see the rosy red in your cheeks. Oh, he's class, mate. He's I just yeah. Every press conference I see with him, like he just gets it. He's what I want in a manager. He's just a bit. He's what I want in a lover as well, I think. He's just beautiful. It's all Montclair jackets, isn't it? Um, well, yeah. we'll revisit these comments, Ben, on Sunday when we've lost the game. I've been still fighting you on the arse massively, yeah. isn't it? Um, we also heard from Mark McGuinness today, Tom. Um, he said about McGuinness, um, uh, said that Duff's take was misjudged. Everyone wants to get promoted. This is for the fans. This game's for the fans. Always a big game. We enjoy playing these games. I'm pretty sure he's lying about we enjoy playing these games. I don't think McGuinness has been in a, a winning side in the derby yet, but... It, it, Did again, he win the to, first one he played in? He was playing with the Flint one, wasn't he? No, I, don't, I think he was on loan for the Flint one. Because that was the second season he was here. And it was, was later in the season, Derby. But, oh, maybe I've got them the wrong way round. I might have gotten the wrong the way round. I got them the wrong way round. Um, so, yeah, he pro- he might have been playing in that Derby. I will look while well, I ask the next question. Who was I asking the question to? Was it you, Tom, or was it you, Ben? Tom. 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 Um, how nice is it that the you know it's 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 seeping through to the players, isn't it? This kind of steeliness, this kind of reserved but confident in what they're saying. You know, they're not coming out and making these bold, brash, stupid statements. They're just saying, "Yeah, we know how important it is," and it it, it, it imbues confidence in the team, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think it's good that it's coming from like a young centre half as well. I think it's why people tipped him that he could be a future captain for the club because he's got that about him. And if our young players have got that about them, I'm hoping some of the older boys do too. You know, you can you combine him with like Rawls with Ramsey, you know, that kind of level headedness hopefully does translate, like you said, across to the rest of the players. And I, and it's also just savvy from him, just doubling down on the Duff is wrong stuff. You know, that's yeah. the soundbite they're gonna put, that's the quote that they're gonna put on tweets. You know, there's gonna be p- plenty of people who won't read the rest of the article and just see that and start kicking off again. And, you know, that I love seeing that from a player. He's aware of what's been going on. You know, obviously the journalists are feeding them as well. But I've no doubt that the players know exactly what's going on in social media, what's going on in the media and stuff around this. So, no, I, I like seeing that from the managers, from the players. And, yeah, for, for once, I think I'm not getting carried away or anything because, I, you know, we've seen this club play before, but it feels like we're going into this with a bit of optimism. <laughs> we've all watched Cardiff play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, well, I hope we have. Um, but, yeah, no, we haven't gone into this with, like, I'm not only nervous, you know, I, there's both there's both excitement and nerves for once, not just dread. Uh, I'm looking at the team that played in that game where we beat um, uh, Swansea 1-0, uh, Aidan Flint's goal. Out of the starting lineup, Ben, how many of the players who played in that game are still at the club? Two? One. So the starting lineup for that game was Dylan Phillips, Sean Morrison, Aidan Flint, Kieran Brown, Tom Sang, Will Volks, Marlon Pack, Joe Rawls, Leandro Bakuna, Kiefer Moore, and Harry Wilson. God, we, oh, it sounded awful thought, until the last two. Yeah, I thought NG started. Um, no, NG and Morris, uh, McGuinness didn't play. When was this? Was this not? I thought it was like February time. It was March well, I 2021. Think, yeah, yeah, it was I like... Think, I think McGuinness might have been injured or McCarthy didn't fancy him at that time. Um, and I think NG must have been injured as well or suspended. Uh, right. That's why Sang why, was why, playing then. Yeah. Why the fuck else would you play Sang and Brown? Yeah. They had to, they had to clear it with CEX <laughs> to get Brown in. 
It was really weird. Um, yeah, get a Saturday. Can you have Saturday afternoon off, please, Mr. Gothman? Um, ben, let's talk about the team. Um, obviously, we've touched upon it. Ramsey came off injured um, in, in the game against uh, Latvia. Errol says he's fit for Saturday beyond the pitch. Um, Odauda and Bowler are both out injured that we know of. He says they can look at everyone on the pitch tomorrow, so we could see potentially Callum Robinson coming back. Um, what changes are you making? Is there anyone you bring bringing back in, or are you keeping it relatively stable from the last game? I think you keep it relatively stable, don't you? Um, I think that defence is starting to build up a bit of a rapport with each other. So you've got to go with NG, um, NG McGuinness, Gutas, and um, uh, JC. Mm-hmm. They, I think, is really solid going forward. Um, you've got no other option at left back, have we? For Dow does not fit, especially. Unless you um, put midfield. Panzer there, but you wouldn't put Panzer there yet. No, I, I, it's not, and it's not the right game to give him his debut, I don't think. I think he's go. I think the big question's a goalkeeper for me. Um, I think, do you go, is, is Runnison going to get another game? He's done nothing wrong, but I don't know. I feel, I feel a lot calmer and more secure of Alnwick here. I think just, he's just brave. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. I think that's probably the only question mark for me sort of based off the last few games is who plays in golf. Cause that's where I think bullets made a bit of a rod for his own back there. Cause if he changes it, and it goes what and it goes badly, he looks like an idiot for changing it. If he doesn't change it and it goes badly, it sort of could be questions asked that way as well. It's um it's a comp- the goalkeeper situation probably the most complicated situation on the pit uh, like area on the pitch for me at the moment. Uh, I Everyone forgot else Run- is quite straightforward. I forgot Runnison had been away on international duty as well because for a brief moment when I was writing this agenda, I forgot that he'd signed for us. Um but apparently by all accounts he played quite well for uh, for Iceland when he was um, on international duty. So Tom, do you worry about the keeper? Are there any changes that you'd make? I think I think there's a slight question around Gutas at the moment. I think he's looked solid at times and then completely just in the wrong position at times. And I think we did concede three late goals against Ipswich. You know, we haven't been ridiculously solid at the back. I, I can I can see a case for Panzo coming in and Runnison playing, and it adds that kind of footballing element from the back. It depends what we're going to try and play. It'd be really interesting to see if Swansea come at us or whether they let us have the ball. Because at the moment, I think if you let us have the ball, we we struggle a little bit. I'm like we're better against the teams who come at us. So it's a tough one. Because to be honest with you, I trust both keepers. And for once, it feels like we've got options in centre back. Even though I'm not fully convinced by Gutis, I don't think he's acclimatised. I still trust him in this situation. But mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of big calls in that kind of yeah goalkeeper and defence for Bullock going into this game because. There's no, I don't think uh, there's. Any, I think McGuinness has nailed his place in the team, but yeah. I don't think Gutas has just yet. Uh, Runnison conceded three against Luxembourg, although they did have a player sent off and the goals came quite late, and got an eight point two on Fotmob um, against Bosnia Herzegovina. He was apparently Iceland's best player according to Fotmob, so a mixed bag for him. I am. Um, on Gutas, the thing I worry about with Gutas is he's probably the player that I think potentially could lose his head in this game. I think we talked about Siopis. I think Siopis is a lot more measured. And I think, you know, people call him the Greek Medell and all that kind of stuff. I think Gutas, um, Siopis is a lot more calm than Medell would be in this situation. So I'm not worried about Siopis. But for me, it could be Gutas. It could be even be someone like Rawls again. You know what Rawls is like. He has those moments where he, he does something silly. Um, ben, are there any players that you're worried about losing their heads? I think Gutas is a fair shout. Um, JC's another one. I'm a bit yeah. like... 
I, he, we've not seen it from him. He's not really done one, but I feel like there's in the right there's atmosphere. In him, I think there's not even a ricket. I think there's a rash, stupid tackle in there that can give the referee an, a decision to make. Um, and I don't like doing that with referees in the EFL because they tend to go against us. Um, so yeah, he's one possibly, but yeah, I, it, I th- there's no there's no one I'm sort of looking at at the moment that sort of screams red card. I think people the silly bookings in there. I think Perry NG is I'm, I'm, I might put a couple nailed on mate. Yeah, just for something shit shit housery, wasting time or whatever. I think he's there to be. He's, that's there to happen. But yeah, I think they're not quite measured. I think the one thing for Gutas that sort of reassures me is he's an international. He's played in big games. It's not like he's coming from. Like like where he's not sort of played in big big atmospheres and sort of in front of big crowds. I think he's been there, he's done it. So hopefully he's pro enough to sort of not do the stupid, do the stupid Callum Robinson thing. Tom, you look like you're about to say something to the. I, I think it's just I just worry about the officiating. It's not the players as such. I think yeah, you could play in big games in places like Greece and Turkey, but it's a completely different officiating kind of environment and. I, f- I feel like I've seen it so many times in like the EFL where it's almost like a referee rather than like letting the game flow is trying to stamp his authority but does it in the wrong way. And I just I just hope we toe the right line of it. I think someone like Siopis, for example, could ride one of them up. He's like you've seen already, he's very good at putting his body between, you know, a player and the ball and then fall into the floor sort of thing. And that yeah. could while a reaction. We at the same time we could see a horrible tackle going on our Ramsey early doors or something like that. But I, I just think we've got to make sure we don't lose it in the first 20 minutes and give the referee an excuse to try and make his name for it. The Callum Robinson one is a prime example, right? Because it's a red card because he threw the ball at Ben Cabango's face. But another referee might have gone, okay, he was provoked by Cabango because Cabango went into his back and he reacted instinctively. Yes, it was stupid, but it was two minutes into a derby. And another referee, a continental referee, might have gone. I'll have a word, I'll book him, but I won't send him off just yet because of the nature of the game. Over here, the referees are too quick to just go, that's a red card, you're off. Um, I mean, you saw it at the weekend in one of the National League games. A player, like a referee got accidentally knocked in the head by a player and he got sent off. Oh, I saw that, yeah. It yeah. The referee the red- stuck his arm like, out. Jobsworthiness, yeah. I think, what you get over here rather than like letting the game flow, as Tom said. Um, right, before we go into the predictions, obviously the final point is, I've written it here, Ben, a mad kickoff time, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's the first time it's happened, though, is it? I feel like the Premier League It was, was... like 5 o'clock, the Premier League year, I think. Oh, I know, I, we've had even... I think we've it was had even November. Yeah, yeah. I think it was November, wasn't it? It seemed darker. But yeah, it's... It has the potential to be interesting, doesn't it? I think, like... It's it's a really strange time for everyone. Um, I, I genuinely feel a bit sorry for some of the Swansea fans coming down with yeah, the restrictions yeah. put on them as well. It's shit time. You're basically not allowed. Was was the rules no food or drink on the bus? <laughs> you can't even have a pack of crisps. Which is, you can't have a bottle of water. You like, it's ridiculous that like without going a bit like, oh, it's basic human rights and all that shit. But it's a bit wild to say you can't bring a sealed bottle of water on a bus. Bring it into stadiums a different thing. But even then, that's a hell of a launch from that, that away end onto the pitch to get a player. It was four o'clock. Uh, the game in the Premier League. I didn't realise it was that. I thought it was later than that, four o'clock. It was Sunday, wasn't um, it? Yeah, it was a Sunday. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, when we've gone to their place, you get your ticket on the bus, you have to be on the bus and get your ticket. But I think they've had to bring ID, or at least their ID has to be linked to their ticket. 
so that if anything does happen, obviously we've seen a banning order this week for a Swansea fan. Um, if anything does happen, they're screwed because their ticket is linked to their their ID and everyone knows exactly who they are. Um, let's get into predictions then before we go into Twitter. Um, Tom, what's your prediction for this game? I feel like it's going either one of two ways in terms of like, obviously there's two sides in it, but like I think they're either going to nick it 1-0 late or we're going to, I think we're going to win like 3-0. Mm-hmm. I just, it feels like a turning point for us the potential to be a turning point for us. So I'll, I'll, I reckon it could be a 3 0 win for us. Ben? I hate doing predictions on these derbies. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, it's the worst. I, I genuinely, these preview pods I dread every year for just this Prediction. point. Prediction! <sighs> Two all. I think there's going to be goals. I think both sides just leak goals. So um, yeah, I'll go 2 all. I'm going to go Cardiff and win 2 0. And I think it'll be a relatively damp squib of the game. It'll all be all this build up and then it'll just like peter out into nothingness, really. So the opposite's going to happen when I say that. Right. Uh, let's get into Twitter after I go and turn on the oven to book, cook my pizza. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Over to Twitter now for your comments. Twitter.com forward slash the FT Ninian. I'm slightly out of breath. I just ran downstairs. First up, the common bluebird. Really don't want to lose it as it will inevitably trigger some smug comment by Russell Martin. Never thought I'd dislike an X one as much as McBurney, but it's not even close. Tony Davidson, based on nerves, playing in front of a massive attendance, something we don't do at all these days. The occasion and how Swansea players wind City players up. I would bet my life on a Cardiff player getting sent off. I'm actually knackered. <laughs> Ginger Ninja, do you prefer this one's for you, Ben? Do you prefer the massive build-up from Cardiff Socials, or basically the bare minimum they're doing now? I'd sort of like an easy medium, sort of reminder the game's happening. But up until about an hour before kickoff, I like to pretend it's not happening. Um, mm-hmm. They stress me out too much, man. I, I get like you, out of breath, worked up. Just knackered from it. It's just tiring. It's just killer. Um, Yeah, the sort of happy medium, I think. Um, But I think, like Tom said, they're in a no-win situation with this, isn't they? There's only so many times you can post Aidan Flint's header or goals from 10 years ago. There's not a lot you can do. So I'll give the club a break on this. They're saying the right things. With what they're doing, they're saying the right things. So I think they've struck the balance pretty well here so far. Yeah, I was thinking about that today. I really don't re- kind of look forward to these games at all anymore. I used to kind of relish them, and now they just—it's like the impending dread. And I know it's because the last couple of years have been so bad, um, but it just—it it creates a knot in my stomach that I can't deal with. I still Oliver get Re- that stinking stomach feeling from seeing Cabango's goal go in. Like yeah. honestly, that the flashbacks on that are just—I've never felt so horrific leaving a football stadium, and I do not want to feel that again. <laughs> Ever. And that, it was awful. That's, his thank, that's his thanks for being educated in the Cardiff school system as well. I think disgraceful, really. Uh, Oliver Reese, the pessimistic side of me thinks history will probably repeat itself. There are some factors that make me feel a tiny bit more optimistic, but we've been stung before. There'll probably be one goal in it, and I just hope the bumper crowd gets us over the line. 
Brandon Arthur, predictions on how it can get any worse than 4-0 and 90 plus 9. What new Cardiff City horror can we expect this time? Tom, is it Aaron Ramsey getting injured? I don't. That didn't even cross my mind then. It's just, it is horrible as a football fan. And like the fact they've put it at 7.45 gives you a day of just sitting there thinking, how could this go wrong? Because you'll start the day quite excited, thinking about all the positives. And by the end of it, I'm hoping, that's why I'm hoping they, they're dreading it as much as we normally do. So their atmosphere is a bit flat because, you know, it could easily turn to nerves. And there are so many things that could go wrong, like red cards, early goals, early flash injuries. floods. Like, I'm actually, I stadium gets thrown by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, no, oh God I'm not going to sleep now. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you and Barber feeling a little more confident than usual due to how we're playing and their manager manager's attitude as it's very Dave Jones-esque fully expecting to be 1-0 down by 1948 though um, Matt CCFC on paper this is our best chance of winning the derby in a long time for a variety of reasons but I do look back on how the players were nervous for the QPR game they were nervous for that then I can't imagine what they'll be like for Saturday we simply can't afford it Tim Burns been gifted hospitality for this one meal and a pint and somewhere uh, nearish to dugouts, I think. Any good? Want a review? Um, who's, have, you, have you guys been in hospitality? I haven't been in the Cardiff City hospitality for ages. I've done the. Used to go work. Used to where I used to work previously had a bot like not a box, but like the one of the lounges. I used to get there every now and again when I didn't have a season ticket. That was all right. But I've not been sort of like the hospitality hospitality where you get like the three course meal and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've not been to that. Tom, have you been? Nah, man of the people, me as we know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, send us a review, Tim. Uh, Macaulay Burgess, really don't know what to expect. 25,000 tickets sold might make some players crumble like they did at QPR. Overall, the most excited for a derby in a long time. Sam Hill, Bullet has been a part of Galatasaray and Fenerbahce game, so won't be phased by the South Wales derby. The players he claimed were nervous against QPR, though. Very worrying if that's the case. This game is usually the beginning of the end for Cardiff managers. I hope this flips. Hope that flips it this time around. Christ! That's bleak. <laughs> Sam Hardwell, will we do the dupe? No, we'll do the double because we can fucking spell. Andy B, will see up his last and ninth year. Will it be a red card for him? Already had my thoughts on that. Gareth Gardner, for me, the certs are Runnison, Gutas, McGuinness, Siopis, Ramsey, Grant. Rest interesting. Wintel or Rawls, Panzo or Collins, Tanner or Bola, Robbo or Ugbo or Mate up top. I think he's going to start Ugbo. I think he's going to start Rawls and I think he's going to start Collins and Tanner. Uh, already covered that one. Bluebirds passed. Currently flip-flopping between they've not won a game. We've looked pretty good so far, so we should win. To they're going to turn up like 1970 Brazil and score four again, aren't they? John T.M. Williams, just praying the egg chasers uh, with the egg chasers first. Not too many pisses. And Mark Osborne sums it up succinctly. Just fucking beat them. And that's all we can ask for, isn't it? But what you guys can ask for is a lovely South Wales Derby quiz, um, which you didn't ask for. Um, but I've got one for you. Do, you. do you want to do a little quiz, boys? Yes. yes. Sound grateful this time, otherwise my wife will have a go at you again. <laughs> I have a wife. Yes, please. Thank, th- thank you for doing this. No problem. No problem. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for the thanks. Uh, right, pen and paper, or are you just going to wing it? Got pen and paper. You do it I'm on not. Phone, I'll ben. do it on my phone. Yeah. All right. Question one. Dimitrios Konstantopoulos played six games for Cardiff and six games for Swansea. Who did he concede more goals for? Six games for Cardiff, six games for Swansea. Who did he concede more goals for? This is all done on transfer markets. Oh, this feels like a trick question now. I don't like that, this. Yeah, same. We've done too many pods together now. Yeah, it's just double bluffing that. It's yeah, just like... Fuck it. Yeah, Yeah. <clears throat> uh, question two. 
Warren Feeney played 683 minutes of football for Cardiff and 633 minutes of football for Swansea. Who did he score the most goals for? Is Warren the Feeney. Going to be same. <laughs> um, yeah, none for either. <laughs> yeah. I would say this is only on league goals, but it doesn't really actually impact the answer. Uh, 683 minutes for Cardiff, 633 for Swansea. Who did he score the most goals for? Uh, question three. In 57 games at Cardiff and 51 games at Swansea, which club did Jazz Richards pick up more yellow cards for? What is wrong with you? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. In 57, <laughs> in 57 games at Cardiff, 51 games at Swansea, which club did Jazz Richards pick up the most yellow cards for? Ironically, Tom just asks the most difficult question of this quiz. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the tie break. Uh, question four. Stephen Colker played 39 games for Cardiff and 26 games for Swansea. But for which club did he get the most assists? Assists? Not even goals. What? <laughs> I honestly hope I get every question wrong in this. 39 games for Cardiff, 26 games for Swansea. Which club did he get the most assists for? And then question five. Which side has the largest victory in the South Wales derby? Bonus points if you can get the date. Not even the score, actual the date. The date. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, no, get the score. Bonus points if you get the score. And the date. Bonus points for everything. Date or year? I'll go year. I was going to say, if I try to work out the exact date. <laughs> I'll go year. Right. Let's go through the answers. Dimmy Kamsfantopoulos, six games to Cardiff on loan, six games to Swansea on loan. Who did he concede more goals for, Tom? I put equal. Then I put Cardiff. Uh, you're both wrong. It was Swansea. He conceded six for Cardiff and seven for Swansea. Paid four, uh, 540 minutes for both teams. Fancy that. Warren Feeney, 683 games for Cardiff. Uh, 683 minutes, sorry, for Cardiff. 633 minutes for Swansea. Who did he score the most goals for? Ben? Swansea. Tom? Swansea. You're both right. He scored none for Cardiff and six for Swansea. He scored six. Yeah. I know they're illegal. I, I was, I was surprised as you because he didn't he, he didn't score many in his career anyway. His best his best career um, stats, I think he scored thirty and hundred at Bournemouth, which doesn't feel like many. Uh, in fifty seven games at Cardiff and fifty one games at Swansea, which club did Jazz Richards pick up more yellow cards for? Tom, Swansea. Ben, I've gone Swansea as well. It was Cardiff. He got ten for Cardiff and seven for Swansea. So one all at the moment. Uh, Stephen Colker played 39 games for Cardiff and 26 games for Swansea which club did he get the most assists for Ben? I'm going same I think he's got Tom? one for each or something stupid I Tom? put Swansea again it was Swansea he got one for Swansea and none for Cardiff uh, and then which side has the largest victory in the South Wales derby Tom? Cardiff and what was the score? 5-2 Ben? yeah I've gone Cardiff I thought it was 5-1 it is Cardiff oh. Cardiff did score 5 but it's 5-0 so you get oh. if you're getting Cardiff and that means Tom you... okay, yeah we're not doing the year you oh yeah said... yeah oh yeah yeah for the bonus point because this could draw oh. it equal Tom what year did you put uh, 1962 Ben <laughs> I put 1967 <laughs> I've 1965. at the post of 5 1965 oh. 
So Tom wins. Tom wins. Tom wins. What was everyone's favourite question? Um, what's wrong with you? Jazz Richards fucking, yeah. yeah. No, actually, yeah, good point. <laughs> Listen, this is what I do. For that, the, could be our bo- that could be our bonus pod. What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Ben? Ben, are you next okay? International break. Um, yeah, well, that's another instalment of Ben's famous quizzes that nobody likes. Uh, they'll be back next week. Uh, well, on Sunday, probably, when we do the uh, roundup pod after the Max game. We haven't even done an hour. This is all like a record short for us recently. Um, but there's only one last thing to do. Uh, if you haven't already done it, I don't even know if the voting's still open, but vote for us at the FCAs, the Football Content Awards. Um, you can vote for us in the Best Podcast Football League. If you go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash VFTMinion, uh, you can find all the details on our link tree that's in our bio. You can even go to our website now, viewfromtheninian.com, where you can email us if you want to get in touch with us. Um, shout out to Aaron Hocking, who helped me set up the FCA's voting thing. He was very good. Um, we're going to promise to vote for each other's podcast. And if you want to email us, you can do it from our viewfromtheninian.com website or viewfromtheninian.co.uk. It's just our link tree on there, but you can email us from that. Um, ben, what are you doing for the rest of the night? Uh, I'm going to order some Caribbean food on Just Ooh. Eat and sit and just watch telly. Beautiful. Tom? I'm going to order some Caribbean food because I've been inspired <laughs> Because that didn't even cross my mind, but that's a great idea. And I'm going to watch the rugby. All right. Um, what's your go-to Caribbean food of choice, Ben? Uh, jerk chicken, uh, rice and peas, plantain, and the festival patty things. Jamaican patty. dumplings. Lush. Tom? I can't disagree with that. I do like a curry goat as well. I must oh, yes. Very good. Um, here's a fun fact. Uh, answering a question, what's wrong with me? When um, I, f- I was uh, in London in 2016... Um, one of the things I did was eat a lot of patties, Jamaican patties from uh, Asda, convincing myself I was being frugal. Turns out I was just depressed. So that's a little fact for you. <laughs> I thought you were a way to end the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the end of the pod. If you like what we do, ko-fi.com, kofi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian to get involved. Go to our website, viewfromthenian.com. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday after the derby. Goodbye. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the Ninian With views from the Ninian Not shoes from the Ninian The view from the Ninian Sports Social Podcast Network